time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Submitted for your approval, or at least your analysis, one Patrick Thomas McNulty, who at age 41 is the biggest bore on earth. He holds a 10-year record for the most meaningless words spewed out during a coffee break. And it's very likely that as of this moment, he would have gone through life in precisely this manner. A dull, argumentative big mouth who sets back the art of conversation a thousand years. I say he very likely would have, except for something that will soon happen to him. Something that will considerably alter his existence and ours. Now you think about that now, because this is The Twilight Zone. Episode number 124 of The Twilight Zone was a kind of stopwatch. And uh, Sean, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but The Simpsons actually did a parody of this. But it was one of the more recent ones, so I'm not sure if uh, if uh, everybody has seen it. No, I don't think I've seen it. Uh, although, actually, like I say it was one of the more recent ones. If I look it up, it'll probably turn out that it was like at least 15 years ago. Yeah, like 1997. Uh, yeah, so it, it, uh, it focuses on, uh, on one guy, uh, McNulty. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Does McNulty even have a first name? Because he, I, I know he, he does this uh, thing where I, I assume this was to make him very annoying. Uh, he refers to himself in the third person by his last name. Yeah. Um, they don't really make him a likable individual, uh, from the jump <laughs> from moment well, it, one. And it, 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 it's funny because. He's not like a bad guy necessarily. He's just he's, he's just really annoying. He's just the worst guy. He is. <laughs> in, you know, in well, I, when, when I say, say he's when I say he's not a he's not a bad guy. I mean, he's not like <laughs> robbing banks or anything like that necessarily. <laughs> not he's necessarily, just, no. Yeah, he, he's just <laughs> you know really his his defining characteristic is that he's he's really annoying. We will get to it, but the way television, up until, I'm going to say, like, the 2000s, treats bank robbery like it's jaywalking. Like, it's so, just such a charming crime that, like, <laughs> doesn't really hurt anybody except for the FDIC. Like, it, it's, anyway, that, that, of course, plays into later on. But, yes, McNulty is... You know, for a, a society in which we spend so much of our lives in the workplace, maybe a little bit less uh, during COVID, um, this is like the worst person that you want to be forced to spend at least eight hours of your day with. I would say that is definitely the the most accurate description of him is, you know, like, uh, you know, he's not, um, he's not, uh, um, you know, it's not starting like some sort of pyramid scheme and, and defrauding a, a bunch of retirees or something. He's just really, really annoying. The absolute worst. Absolute worst. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I didn't really think about this at the time, but I see that in the opening narration, he lists him as 41. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are, are we going to, uh, are we going to have a, a name, uh, uh, a Star Wars? Wait. Wait, I'm mixing up all my things here. A Twilight Zone <laughs> age syndrome uh, thing. So McNulty is played by John Erdman, uh, who was born in 1925. 
I'm really bad at math. So 1963 minus 1925. Yeah. Not too bad. 38. He's 38. That's good. Yeah. 41, 38. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm 39 right now. You know what? Like I would, I would, I, I'd be more than happy to look like John Erdman does in that episode. Yeah, he's it's it's not so bad. So the the Twilight Zone got one there, and uh, I have a little I'm not bit sure. better baseball knowledge, but uh, yeah, I I th this is the second uh, episode that we've had recently where there's um uh there's like just a random character that shows up that uh, really <laughs> is really into baseball, and uh, so so in. Uh, in the movie or in the episode with the genie uh, a, a few weeks ago, I think that was uh, still during season four. Um, it was. Oh yeah. Th there was the, uh, there was the, the woman in like the, the bookstore sort of thing. Oh no, no, no. It wasn't the one with the genie. It was, um, it was the bard with, uh, with, with Shakespeare where uh, the, the woman who runs the bookstore um, where he gets like the black <laughs> magic book. She's just obsessed with baseball and, and, and I, I'm here for it. Like it was just I hilarious. I completely forgot about that because that's also an episode in which Burt Reynolds plays a character named Rocky Rhodes. Right. That was, a, that was not an episode with William Shatner. It was Burt Reynolds. <laughs> which I, I'm Shatner surprised that. Two episodes. I, I, I'm guessing that that's because it was an hour long episode. So not as many people have seen it, but like that, that seems like it would be a bigger deal than it is because you're know, like, there's, you know, there's the couple episodes with William Shatner um, that everybody other than you is, is <laughs> keenly aware of. I knew um, half of them. Yeah. There's, uh, um, you know, there's, uh, there's the episode with um, Charles Bronson and Elizabeth Montgomery. You know, that's kind of a famous iconic one. This um, over. It, it seems like, uh, yes, uh, from, from Bronson, Missouri. Um, it, it seems like that should be a bigger deal that, that Burt Reynolds was in a Twilight Zone episode. Like Robert Redford, one of his first roles was in the Twilight Zone. Every, everybody, yeah. you know, is kind of kind of aware of that generally. I um, think you're right. Uh, I think it's because it's an hour-long episode and he's only in it for, you know, one or two scenes. Like the, he's not even like the main character. He's he's kind of an afterthought in the entire episode. But again, character's name is Rocky Rhodes. That's true. Yes, um, like ice cream. Do Do you think that was that was because you know uh, Burt Reynolds? Uh, you know, as uh, as his portrayal is uh, of uh, Turd Ferguson would would kind of suggest. <laughs> you know, may, maybe uh, Burt Reynolds was oh. a, a little bit more of a sort of a. You know, especially later in his career, known as sort of, uh, you know, like I, I wouldn't say like a, a jock sort of character, but definitely I think he not. Rocky Road sounded tough, and he yeah, de definitely not. It. Definitely not someone you would expect to be in a Twilight Zone episode. Do you think no. maybe uh, maybe Burt Reynolds was ashamed of his uh, his early role in the Twilight Zone, and he just never talked about it, and that's why we didn't know about it? Maybe, maybe he buried it. Uh, it could be. I mean, obviously, he also had plenty of uh, other iconic things, but but you know, so did Shatner and and uh, and Robert Redford and and everybody else. So I I don't know. I I it's it's a shame that Burt Reynolds is no longer with us and we can't ask him because you know mm. we totally could have just called him up and, and said, hey Burt, yeah, absolutely. How come we didn't know you were in the Twilight Zone after having Jordan Peele on so many during uh, the second season. 
Yes. Um, you know, you'd think that we'd be able to go back to the second season and re-listen to those episodes, folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're evergreen. Pre- yeah, pre- pretty much uh, pretty much all of them, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan showed up on. It was really nice of him. Five minutes with Jordan. That's what we call that <laughs> at the end of every episode. We, we should we should get Jordan on again sometime. Yeah, we'll see if he wants to come back. <laughs> so uh, Patrick McNulty is uh, is a really annoying character. And um, so he's talking to this old guy. Well, I, I would I actually we, we have to set up how just how annoying he is, because um, <laughs> so. So p- picture McNulty as like, I think everybody has at least one person in their life where yeah. they think that every every idea that pops into their head is just the most uh, original idea that, that's ever been out there and just the most brilliant thing ever. Um, you know, some of the, the ideas he had were actually good, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they weren't horrible. It's just they were coming from him. So people just dismissed yeah, them true. automatically. <laughs> Um, I mean, actually, yeah, to your point, he's, uh, um, you know, he's, he's like stuffing suggestions into the suggestion box, but, but there are things that have nothing to do with what the company does. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I, I, I do, I do appreciate the fact that, uh, he's like, well, we should diversify. Uh, (laughs) that's actually pretty uh, forward thinking of McNulty, but, uh, it's, it's it's really funny. I I love I love the writing. I love the dialogue in this episode because it's very clear that there was you know one writer and it was <laughs> it was the same manner of speaking. Um, one like the 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 female coworker says something like, you know, I wouldn't go on a date with you if you if my life depended on it and you were the last person in the world and something 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 and you're not and it isn't so I don't. And then, like that kind of like quip structure is repeated through like multiple characters, and it's all directed at horrible, horrible McNulty. And, and the funny thing is, like that that's not that's not the only time uh, that happens. Like that that's pretty common in the in the Twilight Zone to the point where yeah, you know, like oh, yeah. when, when I was uh, when I was growing up, I just assumed that when you got to a certain age, you became that quick witted, and I was kind of disappointed yeah. to learn that that's not the case. <laughs> Oh, Keith, you're even quicker witted than that. <laughs> just just check you out on Twitter. So McNulty uh, ends up going to a bar, and um, uh, he, everybody uh, hates him. everybody hates him. All all the patrons, and uh, and even the, uh, the the bartender who's who's literally paid to be liked by everybody doesn't <laughs> like him. The- the the patron that leaves because McNulty won't shut up is another one of the those people with the dialogue that I'm talking about where he says, you know, uh, I could watch the game in a crowded room that's 90 degrees with four screaming kids and something, something, something. And you know what that place has? Not you. And then he walks out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so then after that dude walks out, he uh, McNulty goes, uh, you know, he starts talking to a, a drunken guy who uh go, goes on like this eloquent thing about abner doubleday and and uh it's, he it, starts off as a convincing drunk and then his like his voice very slowly steadies and flies right yeah and so for some reason uh he decides to give mcnulty a stopwatch which so, so here's my question 
Does this guy, <laughs> does this guy, has he never used the stopwatch so he doesn't know? Because it seems like you would want to say, hey, look at this. The stopwatch stops time, but he doesn't. He just says, hey, have a stopwatch. Well, he says, have a stopwatch. First of all, I'm convinced this is the old man from Will the, Will the Real Martian Stand Up? Uh, I think it's the name of the episode. Um, uh, could be, could be. They they have similar uh, similar personalities. <laughs> and he hands McNulty a stopwatch, which again, it's like, hey, this is your gift for give, for giving me a beer, uh, buying me a beer. But McNulty says, "What? This is a stopwatch. What am I gonna like? What am I gonna do? It doesn't tell time." It's like, yeah, man, it's a stopwatch. Like, it's not like I gave you a car and and you know said, "What am I gonna do? Use yeah. this as a ladder? No." You're going to use it as a stopwatch because it's a yeah, stopwatch. Yeah. To, to your point, like you gave the guy a beer. What 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 <laughs> gift did you think that was worth? He's also See, that, the one person in the room that hasn't left. Like, that's uh, th that really shows uh, that McNulty really is the worst person in the world because that, that sense <laughs> of entitlement is. is just insane. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, look, I, I bought you a beer. Why haven't you given me a Tesla? <laughs> why haven't you invented then given me one yes why haven't you invented a tesla then given it to me elon <laughs> um so mcnulty uh and i love he says you know like what am i going to do with this and the guy says i don't know you could run a mile <laughs> still um, doesn't tell him the how special it is though yeah I, again so so that's that, that's the thing I want to know about this guy is did he just never use the stopwatch? Uh, I, I don't get I don't get a sense of him of being like somebody who would at his you know his suggestion <laughs> just randomly run a mile and, and see how fast he was going that that doesn't seem seem uh, in character for him. So did he not know was he trying to get rid of the thing you know like like what, what, what what's going on here? That might be it. I mean, he promised some other drunk gave him a stopwatch and he said, what am I going to do with the stopwatch? It doesn't even tell time. And so he never even clicked it, never even discovered the powers of the stopwatch. And so he gave it away at the first beer that, that was purchased for him. Which, by the way, uh, can we can we stop for a moment and uh, just appreciate how um, how horrific life must have been in the 60s? Because <laughs> like. It doesn't even tell time. Like this is a stopwatch that's only a stopwatch. That has never been a thing in either of our lifetimes where we had to have a stopwatch <laughs> that was only a stopwatch. Even like back when we were growing up, it was a stopwatch that was a part of your watch. Yeah, it had a fourth hand. Yeah, how did how did they survive? I, I just don't understand. I mean, Plus, oh my gosh. Plus everything was in black and white. It was, you know, how did you even tell the traffic lights? It's horrible. Dark gray, light gray. Um, the, what, what kills me is that, you know, you're in for a goofy episode just from like the, the score at the very beginning. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, they, they, so this started <laughs> and I knew I was in for, 23 minutes of not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so he, he goes, he, he has the stopwatch. So he realizes that uh, it, it basically stops the entire uh, universe, uh, which by the way, like if they're on the planet Glarnak seven, you know, across <laughs> the galaxy, 
Uh, does the stopwatch stop them too? Or does it only stop? Ooh, that's a good question. What is the sphere of influence on this stopwatch? Where does it stop? Because you know he does look he does look up and down the street and he sees that everything like in the city has uh, has stopped. So we we know that it affects at least that much. He does look down the street at those clips that are definitely happening within the same. <laughs> I I know there's not a not a lot of budget. It's 1963, but my God, just just those those clips that they go to of like a policeman directing traffic and then freezing. <laughs> It's not even a clip. They just held a a, a photo up to the up to the video camera. <laughs> I think you're right. At one point, at one point, I think it was World War II footage they were showing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th I think so. Oh, by the way, uh, not only was uh, you know not not to completely sidetrack us here, not only was this uh, parodied on The Simpsons, but it was also yes. the most the most recent because you got to specify here. The most recent series finale of Futurama. The most recent oh, one so yeah. far. <laughs> um, wow, was there was there another series? So is Futurama Futurama was canceled again, or did it? Did everybody decide to stop doing it? Oh no, F Futurama was was canceled again. I think uh, so. It was on Comedy Central for I think like two or three seasons, and then they decided to cancel it again. Comedy Central did. And then uh, just recently, uh, several months ago, um, Hulu decided that they had such a great time bringing back Animaniacs that they were going to bring wow. back Futurama. So it's coming back again for uh, 10 episodes. And then there was a whole lot of drama because uh, John DiMaggio, who plays uh, Bender, yeah. um, apparently he didn't realize that even though he got paid X number of dollars for last season of Futurama, uh, that this season was going to be from a streaming service and only 10 episodes. So he yeah. shouldn't expect the same kind of money that he got from uh, the last time. And so he held yeah. out for like three weeks and there was uh, uh, there was a big uproar over that, but he's uh, he's on board now. So get ready for more. Oh, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I think you mentioned this several, several moons ago, uh, <laughs> probably on air of, of this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but you know it was when we were talking to jordan peele and and i know you you know you were distracted so starstruck starstruck yeah you got, um, you got keith conrad and jordan peele in the same room <laughs> it was amazing uh so mcnulty uh decides that uh he's gonna take this magical stopwatch that can stop the entire universe we're presuming and uh, naturally what do you do with that you prank your boss you... <laughs> I hated this episode so much. It's just like I just imagine coming home at the from you know the the Mad Men office, mm -hmm. and you know you you pat your your two kids on the head, and your wife cooks you dinner, and then you settle in for a nice evening of TV on one of the three channels that you have. And you love the Twilight Zone, but man, you just want something that's going to take you away from it all. And then this episode hits you in the face. <laughs> and it's just it's just a waste of time, a waste of time, <laughs> much like dealing with McNulty just in any if, uh, if you're his boss, his coworker, your his bartender or the friend that gives you a stopwatch. So I apologize for the sidetrack. Yes. What do you do if you prank your boss? basically um 
So uh, the, the beating does not go the way McNulty uh, thinks. And so McNulty uh, basically decides to just uh, leave the, uh, the office. But then he goes and messes things up in the office, as one does. Um, <laughs> uh, again, you're able to stop time. Why wouldn't you just, just, just you know, prank your boss, prank everybody? Uh, which is, by the way, what happens uh, on The Simpsons um, with hilarious results. Um, so then after doing all this, McNulty realizes, hey, wait a minute. I can stop time. I should rob a bank. I'd be a fool not to. Yeah, it's almost as if like because no one else, like nothing else goes his way, he's just mm -hmm. going to rob a bank because that'll show him. Yeah, as as one does. And, and I mean, to his credit, I mean, like, I, I, you know, the wheels are already turning in my head. Like, if if I did, if I had a stopwatch that could stop time, uh, <laughs> I, th I, I think I, I, I might consider doing that. But, but you gotta remember, uh, you know, if suddenly a million dollars goes missing, they, they're, they're gonna, you know, people are gonna wonder what's going on with that, and you know, they're gonna start marking bills and things like that. So you gotta, gotta stick, stay small. Just, 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 you know, ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand. They're they're not gonna miss that. No, no big deal there. Um, per week, is this yeah. Is this the same exact plot of Time Enough at Last? It's an annoying guy who everybody hates. So he goes into a vault. Something bad happens, and he can't talk to anybody afterward. It is. <laughs> it's like, the exact I, same I, plot. I I never thought of that. It is exactly the same thing. <laughs> I know I'm stretching there with the vault, but like, come on! Yeah, so someone should uh, should start a show where, uh, like, it, it's literally <laughs> that it's literally that premise, but every week it's something different. So you know, one day something the world gets happens. nuked, the, the next day, uh, you know, he has a stopwatch. Whereas, literally, just exactly the same character, except different things keep happening to him. The vault, the vault gets stuck. Yeah, the vault gets stuck, and he suffocates and dies. Oh man, I, I would have loved watching that. <laughs> Especially if it's McNulty. Yeah, yeah, sp specifically McNulty. Uh, so as he's robbing the bank, uh, he drops the watch and uh, it it breaks. And and since time was frozen, uh, time uh, is frozen. Uh, you know, now that uh, yeah. So so McNulty is uh, is as you said. He is unable to talk to or interact with anybody. Uh, also, by the way, if uh, if McNulty decided, uh, you know, if, if things were stuck this way, and McNulty decided to to off himself, like I, I don't know that he'd be able to, because you know, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, things yeah, he doesn't frozen. seem like the the kind of person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what can you really do after that? I um. I mean, because he doesn't seem to have the the brain power to really repair the stopwatch. Um, so, I mean, I guess time would just go on and on and on and on, much like this episode felt. Uh, okay, so uh, so we've decided that uh, McNulty uh, is is stuck in this frozen world for the rest of his life. Uh, so obviously, at some point, he's going to uh, he's going to kill himself. What do you think is the most fitting way for him to uh, to do that? Ooh, um, <laughs> I think he uh, needs to dunk his head into his goldfish bowl and just go to sleep. Mr. Patrick Thomas McNulty, who had a gift of time. He used it and he misused it. 
And now he's just been handed the bill. Tonight's tale of motion and McNulty in the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?